Today we'll be talking about Lay Down from 2010, which was recorded on the 25th of November 2009 at Paisley Park and released on the 10th of July 2010. Uh, on the track we have Prince, uh, and then on backing vocals we have Shelby J, Liv Warfield, and Elisa Dees. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 7, and joining me to talk about today is Josh Norman. Hello, Josh. Darren, thanks for having me back. Now, I feel in terms of like a genre, this is, uh, I don't know, I mean, Prince says Purple Yoda at one point. Um, yeah. so <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, a rock song, uh, when he performs it live, uh, which are a few live performances, most notably the one is, uh, that's on, um, George Lopez. Anyway, so the performance on George Lopez, Prince kind of walks out in shadow and he has his guitar and he just keeps kind of throwing these little kind of chords in mm-hmm. and he kind of, I mean, it really turns the song into like more of a rock song than it is on the record even. Yes. Um, but when it's on the record, it's still very much kind of like this guitar based rock song. It feels like a kind of very fitting end to the album. Uh, I'm a big fan of 2010 um, due to the fact that I think it cost me 65 pence uh, with the, uh, the, the, the daily star. I think it was that he gave it away with this time. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm a fan of getting albums for very cheap prices uh, and that's roughly half the cost of what the, you know, what uh, planet earth cost me. So, you know, I was very happy with the results when this out al- before this album came out. I didn't even know this album was coming out. Like literally, like th- I think three days beforehand, I just saw the words "New Prince Album" on the front of a newspaper, and I was like, "What?" what? And then inside there was like a-, a review of every single track, and you know, he talked about he'd actually quoted the kind of you know purple Yoda. That was the line that kind of stood out for, for him sure. this track, right? Yeah, and I think it's the one that kind of has stuck with people the most. For sure. Um, even even after his death, there were a few people who were kind of like you know quoting what he was and obviously you know going back to the early days where he was known as his royal badness and stuff like that and uh someone had kind of quoted you know and purple yoda and it's <laughs> i don't know i i feel it's weird that prince refers to himself as that way because obviously you know yoda was a, a puppet that was like three foot tall right and i just sure. never yeah this is the thing like prince is never really that one to refer to his own height that much so it's interesting that we get this kind of reference to his height in a song that makes him even smaller than he normally is by calling himself a purple Yoda. But I think obviously he's going for the kind of, uh, I don't know, the intellectual abilities of Yoda or the kind of the, the wise kind of... The the, the mas- master level talent. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's that's what he's going for more than just <laughs> the fact Size. that he's short. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. I I kind of I kind of love that the, the you know Prince is here kind of boasting about how good he is, and I don't know. This is one of the songs I would say where when Prince boasts about it, uh, where he's talking about you know, let me show you what I learned from laying in the curtain. You know, you need to shut it up. <laughs> and this kind of I don't know this kind of boasting that Prince does. Normally he does these in songs that are kind of subpar. Right. But I feel like this is one of the few times where he's doing it in a song that kind of matches like the level of the boasting. And, you know, for me, it just feels like Prince being like, you know, I am, you know, I am this person who is very funky and kind of can rock out. And right. here is a song that basically proves that. And, uh, you know, that, that's how I feel about uh, about Lady. Yeah, I'm totally with you. The I mean, it's sort of rapish, but uh, very rockish. Um, and his guitar work, especially live, is really fun. That George Lopez performance is a lot of fun. And, of course, he, like you said, he comes out in a Prince strut. 
in fog and silhouette and then is revealed in this completely gold glittery suit with heels and then continues to just you know rock it out until he throws the his guitar on on the ground and walks away you know with a smug look on his face like yeah you know i got this yeah and the thing is as well like um you know like the way he's kind of um you know like he's brought out and he's he's kind of introduced as playing this new song and right. normally, you know, that's that's not it's <laughs> not like usually a good sign uh, when someone comes out to kind of play their new song. The, the audience is normally fairly quiet <laughs> and they sit there respectfully as they they kind of just let the person play the song and be like, OK, yeah, you know, I, I guess I might buy the album. Like That always seems to be the reaction of kind of, you know, a new song. Yes. Um, if it hasn't already been like a radio hit, obviously some people will come out and they'll perform like, you know, a hit that is already kind of well known. Um, but most of the times it's like people being like sitting there kind of waiting for Prince to kind of break out one of his classics. When obviously, uh, well, I say he doesn't do that, but he actually, you know, there's times when he's appeared on like Oprah and, you know, Ellen and various other places like that where he did do like some of his old hits yeah. after he'd performed his latest song. Um, but in this case, like the audience reaction is like, you know, they seem to be into the song and they kind of really like in terms of performance, they really kind of enhance it. And it's like it, it like it, it really shows how he has the kind of crowd in his hand. Um, and he does kind of he does kind of walk up to the front rows and people are like kind of screaming and excited. Um, and it's like this, like it's I don't know. To me, it makes me feel happy because it's like this was Prince kind of, you know, at the end of the 2010s. This is, you know, probably you know, roughly a decade since he'd had like a really big hit or if you want to count anything from musicology, you're talking six, seven years since he'd had like a radio hit and yet he turns up to perform this brand new song and the crowd are completely into it. And it's just like, well, of course, you know, because that's what Prince could do when he was live. He, you know, he could have basically a, a bunch of people listening to a song they've probably never heard before. And yet they, they're kind of really into the performance. Um, and like you say, like the kind of the guitar stuff is, you know, it's, I mean, it's really great on the record, but it's just kind of it's kind of even better when he's doing it live and he's just uh, I don't know. I always kind of like love the Prince face when he does guitar stuff. And, you know, he really kind of just gets into how good he is on the guitar. <laughs> he's just kind of, you know, the crowd is, is kind of with him. And uh, I just kind of love that as well. Although really the weird thing about that Lopez performance is it feels like the the kind of the you need to's which are being sung by the Shelby. backing vocalists. Yeah. And, and Shelby and Liv have been put in through the board yes. so they're like over like then they're, they're clearly not live it feels like someone's put them in afterwards yeah. or they're playing them from a backing track while prince and some of the rest of the band are playing live yes it does it's kind of a little weird thing because it's like when you're listening to it like if you're someone who knows anything about kind of music production you're like that doesn't that's not those aren't those aren't live sounds those are kind of pre-recorded that are coming over the top not only that but the fact that i think are, are they the ones who are on stage dancing around him or is i is that somebody else that's doing that uh, i thought that was two I, different dancers they didn't have microphones yeah. i don't think but yeah no but like they seem to be giving the impression at first that they are the ones doing the yeah the facade yeah. is that they're the background vocals <laughs> yeah and yeah. and then eventually when you see that they have no kind of record equipment anywhere near them and they're just dancing it's like oh well then where are these backing vocals coming from yeah and then you realize they're they're coming they're, they're over the they're coming from the production they're not actually live um right. but apart from that you know it's a really great performance um but also I, I you know i just love i mean i love the kind of everything that prince is singing here you know e- like even the kind of from the heart of minnesota here come the purple yoda guaranteed to bring that dirty new sound i mean that's just like a really great um i don't know he just delivers it so well 
Um, yeah, he calls it the dirty new sound, the holy funk and roll. He's got some great <laughs> terms for his own, you know, yeah. genre of music that um, he's not afraid to, you know, self-gloss, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, and I like as well how he sings Rio de Janeiro. Uh-huh. Like he, he, he breaks it up in such a weird way. It's like, I don't think anybody has ever said Rio de Janeiro. Mm the way that he's singing it in the song. But after that point, it's like, well, I can only say it like that now because, uh, (laughs) you know, in the same way that I only ever say controversy, um, you know, it's just, it's just kind of that's once Prince has sung it that way, you just kind of have to sing it that way. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I also like as well, the kind of, you know, you need a six string and let that sucker ring. And, you know, Obviously, as he says that when he's doing the live performance, he he starts playing the guitar, mm-hmm. and on the track as well, like the guitar comes in. I don't know. I just love Prince kind of calling out his own like instruments, um, yes. and then playing them. And obviously, this is a few years after he's had a song literally just called Guitar. Um, <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I just I, I I I love as well the fact that he calls it a six string instead of a guitar as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like just I don't know. I I everything about this song is really kind of fun, and you know, it's. I mean, I think. You know, Everybody Loves Me is like a really weird place to kind of finish the album. Um, so then it's nice that like six minutes later, Prince comes in with a completely different song that is the actual finish to the album. Yeah. And I think this is kind of a fitting kind of like final song for 2010. Yeah, great curtain call. You know, uh, I don't know. For me, I would say uh, probably, uh, I don't know, five out of five. Um, Holy you know. moly, five out of five, Darren. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Probably, probably my favorite song on the on the album. Like it's probably the one that I go back to the most. Yeah. Um, you know, there the, there are other songs on this album that I really really enjoy. Um, I would probably say like you know, "Sea of Everything" is pro- probably roughly on the same level as well. Oh, okay. Um, just for his vocal performance in that, I you know, I kind of I love the emotion that he puts into that. But in it, this is just really fun to listen to. Um, even if towards the end we just have the kind of whole like bounce, bounce. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of, right. I don't know. It's kind of silly. And I, I, I just kind of love that Prince is kind of doing that. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I just love when Prince, when Prince boasts and he matches the level of his boast in the song. I think that's, it's like, you know, here's Prince telling you how great he is. And this song, um, you know, it's, it's shaped like the thing that it is. This is a really good Prince song, and this is Prince telling you that he's really good. Yeah, great, great description. I'm a five out of five, too. Maybe even higher than that, especially uh, the extended version of Lay Down that I think was streamed by uh, on the Third Eye Girl website or YouTube channel. At some point, I came across it listening to uh, the song and found that, oh, I've got this. And so where the album version ends we've got like more of an instrumental version of the song with more guitar work and kind of repeating of some of the the lyrics uh from the original version of the song um but another couple minutes of the song was just you know icing on the cake for me too so um yeah i really like it yeah it's like five minutes 54 or something like that it's like almost six minutes so yeah it is it basically almost doubles the song yeah um you know and i I don't know yeah it's just it's like 2010 is like an album that i think um, I don't know. I guess maybe Americans don't have the same view of it because it was never kind of released in America officially. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not till till recently was it even available to stream or listen to anywhere. There was no way to to do it. So. Yeah. So yeah. So I so I think maybe like kind of it's one of those weird kind of like maybe missing albums for some Americans. Yeah. Uh, but over here it's just like um, I mean this came out like two weeks before my birthday in 2010 uh-huh. and I was like great you know a birthday present from Prince a brand new album nice. that's barely going to cost me anything and you know immediately as soon as I kind of you know as soon as I started listening to this album I was like this is you know this is the stuff that like uh, uh, you know uh, 
kind of the stuff that he'd been doing in recent years, you know, the kind of experimentation with Lotus Flower and MPLS sound. Right. And, you know, Elixir, I wasn't really 100% keen on. And so when this came out and, you know, it was kind of a lot more kind of rock based and I was just like, yeah, this is great. This is this is this is the kind of prints that I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he took a four year gap. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd kind of had this momentum since like Rainbow Children throughout the decade. And then yeah. he disappeared for four yep. years. Radio silence. Uh, yeah, and I don't even mean disappeared, like put out jazz albums that kind of were only streaming. I mean, he literally, you know, he spent the next few years just basically touring um, mm. and then, you know, kind of reemerged with uh, with Third Eye Girl um you know and obviously i'll get into that you know next but i don't know it's it's kind of weird because i feel like if he'd have put something out in 2011 that was kind of in a similar vein to the stuff on 2010 uh-huh. and kind of capitalized on it maybe he would have kind of kept a bit more of the momentum but then i don't know it just kind of felt like he vanished um and then you know when he reemerged um you know he had you know he had his afro and he had his you know his glasses with the third eye and <laughs> Things, and, and had, like, things it, had changed, right? Yeah, it just it just felt like this was kind of the, this is kind of an end of something that kind of started with Rainbow Children. His kind of gradual kind of move into being a more mature artist, and you know the induction into the Hall of Fame, and you know the Super Bowl performance, and like the decade just kind of mm-hmm. felt like this felt like a weird kind of bookend to that decade of like releasing stuff through newspapers and then putting out triple disc sets and you know like the whole like the whole thing kind of it felt like a weird kind of little bookend to something that kind of started with um with rainbow children um and then obviously you know he kind of reinvented himself a few years after this and uh i don't know it's it's just it's just kind of a, to think of lay down as being the final track that he did in this decade that started out with um you know with rainbow children it's just kind of uh, I don't know. It, it's probably a, a, about as odd a finish to a decade as you know, Bat, Batman was in in kind of nineteen eighty nine, where right. you look at Prince of like Dirty Mind, and then you finish off with Batman, and you're like, how did we get from there to here? And this is kind of similar. It's like you know, we started off with Rainbow Children, which kind of had this weird thin illustrated prints on the front and then we finish with 2010 which has this weird illustrated prints on the front so it, i guess it kind oh of my works goodness i'll tell i'll tell you what got a zero out of 10 for me is the length of prince's neck on that illustration is just <laughs> inhuman <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i don't know and the, uh, yeah it, i don't know it is it is kind of weird isn't it as like uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't mind it as like there's some other album covers from the kind of 2010s that are kind of, I don't know, a little bit odder or even from the 2000s, there's some which are like, you know, people, I mean, you know, the less said about the, the proposed album cover for High is probably the better, but um, True. at least that used prints in proportion, uh, where, <laughs> whereas this illustration does kind of, I don't know, it's, it stretches prints in such a weird way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you know the the kind of the 2010s, not the 2010s, but the kind of the 2000s, the turn of the century was kind of a weird time for Prince, um, <laughs> you know. And you know, lay down. It feels like a weird place to leave it before we kind of get the new Prince in 2014. Um, but I don't know. I st- I still think 2010 is like a good album, uh, and also helpfully for everybody. You know, calling it 2010 gives you a clear idea of when prince you know kind of finished this decade <laughs> True. Like, he started with rainbow children he finished with 2010 in 2010 that's it everything's been cleared up 
Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, I felt like I said about as much as I can about 2010 and lay down. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Josh? Thanks, Darren. Uh, yeah, my wife and I host a Prince-related podcast. It's called The Mountains and the Sea. We look at a Prince album, uh, give it a thorough review, and pick high points and low points and argue about uh, who's right and wrong. Um, we also do the same with B-sides and concerts and associated artists during that same era. Um, you can find us, um, the mountains and the sea, a Prince podcast on any, uh, podcast platform. And you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at T M A T S that's for the mountains and the sea podcast. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest today, Josh. It's been fun, Darren. Thank you. And otherwise, it's time to lay down. Sweet dreams. Come to Berkeley, Yoda. Guaranteed to bring the dirty new sound. Let's go.